Welcome to Got You Covered, presented by Hickok and Boardman Insurance Group, the podcast where we unpack the countless ways in which insurance affects our lives, and so you can properly manage your unique risk. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Got You Covered, presented by Hickok and Boardman Insurance Group. I am your host, Ryan Lee, a client advisor with the firm, and today we are kicking off our small business insurance subseries. So, really excited about this. We have a small business team here at Hickok and Boardman, led by Sarah Barry, our guest today. And um, really excited to have Sarah on the podcast because we're going to take some time and go through workers' compensation questions that are really common for small businesses. And then in other episodes down the road, we might hit on some other subjects. So today, without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Sarah Berry. Hi. (laughs) Welcome, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Ryan. I do this with everybody. So before we get into the insurance mumbo jumbo, tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into the insurance industry in the first place. Sure. Um, so my name is Ryan said, Sarah Barry. Um, I've been with Hickok and Boardman for almost seven years now. Um, I got into insurance nine years ago, uh, as a result of my mom. Um, she is, uh, working at a physical therapy office and a local agency principal was one of her patients. Um, and I had just graduated from college and my mom was really pushing for me to get into a career. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So uh, I had an interview and I got hired and the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> it's funny how we all sort of fall into insurance, right? Like nobody yeah. really plans to do that. But... No, I didn't grow up saying I wanted yeah, to yeah. be in insurance. Yeah, but um, what, a, what a great field and there's so yeah. many different things to do in insurance. Absolutely. Let's get into some insurance here. So you lead our small business team for commercial insurance here, um, and you probably get, you and your team get a slew of questions on the regular about- Daily. Daily, (laughs) daily. All these different types of insurance questions. um, Some of them are probably repeated. Some of them are new. Mm -hmm. Today, let's focus on workers' compensation. Okay. So- Let's let's talk. What's like one of the most common questions that you usually get from a small business owner when it comes to workers' compensation? Uh, one of the most common questions that I get uh, and the rest of my team gets is, as a sole proprietor, do I need workers' compensation coverage? Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, which it's a great question. Um, in the state of Vermont, if you don't have any employees, you're not mandated to carry the coverage. However, <laughs> uh, most people are working for larger contractors as subs. And they can absolutely require that you carry workers' compensation coverage. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting one, right? Because, I mean, workers' compensation could be expensive for a small business. It can be. On, yep, depending payroll. on the operations and what the payroll is. Yeah, I mean, if you're an arborist with a chainsaw up in a tree. That's it's a high exposure. <laughs> high exposure. <laughs> high high exposure. potential for an injury exactly. on the job. But um, so are you seeing a lot of uh, contracts and requirements where these small sole proprietors are still required to get workers' comp? I am. And it's a it's from a risk management standpoint, I understand why these larger contractors are requiring their subs to get coverage because in the state of Vermont, it's a really gray area. 
if an uninsured sub was on, on a job and they were injured, whoever hired them as the large contractor would be responsible or could be responsible uh, for picking up their injury costs. Yeah, that's a good question too. So that that leads me to my next question. So when we're talking about subcontractors and subs of subcontractors and maybe, I don't know, subs of subs of subcontractors, right? Like um, bigger jobs, um, there's always the responsibility of workers' compensation coverage and it's different by job. What's your experience been with that and what have you seen in the in the industry? I'm seeing it be required more frequently on contracts for these smaller subs. Um, it's definitely more prevalent that they're asking, you know, carry your own coverage because they don't want to pick up any liability on their end. Yeah. It's kind of funny because the little guy has to buy the coverage. Mm-hmm. And the big guy can tell the little guy to buy the coverage. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But something that I also like to tell my clients is, you know, there's room for negotiation. They can go back and they can either add it into the cost of their contract or whatever it may be. But there is the ability to negotiate, at least fight for themselves as a little guy. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I've seen a lot of contracts come through and they're usually a cookie cutter contract. The, the GC or whomever's running the job, they kind of have a standard contract, requires all the different types of insurance, including workers' comp. But depending on the job, it may not be relevant. Right. And is the job or is the contract cost worth it to the smaller sub to purchase a policy that could be $1,200 for the year? Right. It's are, a, I mean. Are you the painting contractor that's just coming in to do a quick touch-up? job are you going to be in there for days you know working on ladders and things like that yep yeah that's a good point all things to consider the next question kind of building off of this uh, you always get the small business owner do i even need workers comp coverage sure okay i i'll cave i gotta buy it for my employees but do i really need it for myself can i just have health insurance how does that work how do you see that in your field? So this is a great question because um, health insurance will not cover you for a work-related injury. As an owner or officer, you are in your right to purchase a worker's compensation policy, so health insurance is not going to cover it. Um, You would need to be an included owner or officer under your worker's comp policy to make sure any work-related injury would be covered. That's wild. Yeah, so you think about, you know, the situation of an owner of a small business and trying to keep costs down and thinking, oh, if I break my leg, I won't miss time. So I could still go to my office and sit in my office. I'll be fine. I don't need to take workers' comp for lost wages. But um, the the other employee who maybe needs their leg to, to, <laughs> to actually do their, <laughs> do their job, they should definitely be covered. It's an interesting, um, it's an interesting dilemma for a business owner. It is. It is. Um, it's something that, you know, the biz- as the business owner, it's unfortunately one of those tough decisions that they have to make. We can just educate people on what's available. Um, but from there, it's it's a business decision as to whether or not you're going to cover yourself. Yep. Yep. Do you what do you what have you been seeing from the business community, small business community? Are most people uh including themselves or most people not including themselves? I would say 75%, if not 80% of my clients exclude themselves from their workers' comp coverage. Yeah. It's a pretty high high number. Yeah. Seems like it's pretty common. And, you know, the 
the class code for that, you know, a, an executive officer or whatever it might be, isn't isn't a crazy rate. It's usually on the lower end, closer to clerical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously, as you mentioned, you know, the arborist with the chainsaw in the tree, that's a higher exposure. But if you are truly doing clerical work as an owner in the office, you know, it's it's a very, very small rate per hundred in payroll. Yeah. And speaking of payroll, I mean, in Vermont, there's an owner officer minimum payroll that if you are being included on your policy, you're going to be charged for. It's 44200 right now. Um, but but if you do the math out on a point two, three rate, it's really not significant for a charge. Yeah. So executive officer, just to clarify that point, paying himself 30 grand a year, he has to put the 44. Two. two Yep. Right now. Wow. Yep. Okay. Good to know. Um, Let's talk about class codes. Okay. I'm sure that is... A huge question. A huge question. <laughs> Especially is. a new business. Guy just started his, his new excavating business or whatever. It's him and maybe or her and one uh, one other employee. And they're like, well, how do I, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> how so- do you coach that? I'm sure that's got to be a huge part of your job. Absolutely. Um, so me and my team, we utilize uh, what we created as a new business questionnaire. And one of the primary questions is we need a detailed description of all of your exposures. What are you doing? What type of work are you doing for people? If you are doing roofing, we need to know that. If you're also doing painting and carpentry work, these are all things that you know come into play when you're trying to correctly rate and classify a policy. Um, so that is something we spend a lot of time coaching our clients on. We need to know everything that you're doing mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times if you are doing multiple different types of work, um, it's a different class code for every every piece or every duty that you're doing, um, which yeah. is important. <laughs> yeah, you could have you could have a, a couple employees, but five, six different class codes depending right? on the work you're doing. Yep. And and the the work goes towards um, the highest risk class code yes. every time. Yep. You want to Absolutely. talk a little bit about that? Yep. So the the way carriers will look at risk is, as Ryan said, it's always going to end up being into the higher rated class code. There are some codes that allow you to specifically break out clerical from roofing. You're able to do that. Um, but it's typical that you will find most of your exposure will fall to the higher rated code, meaning the one mm-hmm. that has the most premium associated to it. Mm-hmm. We had a episode with... Um, Another uh, member of the team, uh, Pete Child, who uh, talked about pricing. But let's talk about that really quick. So, you you know, there's the state base rate, but then there's the loss cost multiplier. And um, some of these businesses don't have it, but then there's maybe an experience mod. Do you have a lot of small businesses with an experience mod or Um, not quite? I would say it's 50-50. So part of the experience mod is you have to be over a certain premium threshold. Mm -hmm. So at times, some of my clients won't even meet that premium threshold to be able to have an experience modifier apply. Uh, But if it does, it's it's a long conversation with these clients about why they have a debit or why they have a credit on their policy because that baseline is a one. If your experience mod is anything below a one, you're, you're credited. That's great. Everyone loves that. But if you're you're above that one, you get a debit on your policy, everybody wants to know why. And that's something that's set by 
NCCI as the yep. guidelines. And unfortunately, these carriers have to follow those guidelines that NCCI sets out. Yeah. A, a common question I get is, is um, why did my carrier set my experience mod at this point? And I said, well, actually, your carrier didn't do it. Right. The governing body, which for most states, including Vermont, is NCCI. Um, sometimes it's the state, right? But um, they do it independently. And it's a three-year history of your losses versus premium, et cetera, to businesses in your um, industry mm -hmm. and similar size. That's very interesting, though, to um, to hear your perspective on it as I'm kind of living in the other side of the commercial insurance world, you know? Yeah. What, what other questions do you potentially get from uh, business owners uh, about workers' compensation? Audits. Oh. Audits oh. is a huge. Um, so every workers' comp carrier will audit your policy <laughs> at the end of the term. Um, you absolutely have to comply with the audit. Um, these companies are starting to charge insane non-cooperative audit fees up to thousands of dollars just for not completing your audit. So this it's is so a crazy. huge topic in our select department here. Yeah. And if you misclassified yourself early because mm -hmm. you think maybe, oh, I'll just go for this one because it's a lower rate. Well, the, the auditor will most likely figure that Absolutely. out. And then you'll still owe for that Absolutely. exposure. And the even worse side of that is if you did choose to misclassify yourself at the beginning, your audit is a lump sum payment that's due. If you classify correctly at the beginning, you can have these installment plans to help yes. you with the premium across the, yes. the term of the policy. But yeah, no, that's, that's, I'm, su I'm sure as a small business owner too, that's just something that you don't want to have to deal with, but it's just a part of doing business. Yep, absolutely. Um, this has been a great conversation. I'm sure you get tons and tons of other uh, questions about workers' compensation, but um, do you have any closing thoughts on or advice for listeners about workers' comp and their small business? I think the last piece of advice I'd like to provide is that I know people don't want to pay for insurance, um, but workers' compensation should definitely be on your list of something that you're highly considering. Um, whether you move forward with it or not, at least make sure you're, you're thinking about the pros and cons of having that coverage. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining. We'll have you on Thank again, you. Sarah, and we'll talk about maybe commercial auto or general liability or something like that next time. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. This has been another episode of Got You Covered presented by Hickok and Boardman Insurance Group. We'll see you next time.